Hey, 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 yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Like a Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another episode of House of the Dragon, episode five of season one, We Light the Way, written by Charmaine DeGratte, directed by Claire Kilner. I gave this episode an 8.8 out of 10. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that we finally, for me personally, got a glimpse of Damon's true villainous side and how much he's willing to sacrifice in the pursuit of power I feel like we've been flirting with that idea in my opinion once again (laughs) I think I need to clarify that sometimes how only I pursue or perceive uh, characterizations but I feel this episode he he clearly defined that line and crossed it and now I get to call him names and I've been looking forward to calling Damon names which is a comment I shared with Parthenia offline on Tuesday when we were talking about this episode I actually had a conversation with my girls and from what I am picking up I could be a little bit more clearer with how I am voicing my interpretation I am of the opinion two opposing opinions do not cancel each other out there's simply a different angle in which to view and that's all based on pretty much what you are subjectively okay with and not okay with uh I think everyone's got a threshold of what it is about a certain character or arc and so forth that may impact their uh, perception of events and it could differ from someone else's i think i got a little triggered when um shy brought up that if one has book knowledge that that may lead to giving characters leeway and their judgment of what they're currently doing and i don't disagree that that is something that is um like the i think she stated it's an unconscious bias however i just want to be very upfront as a book reader in which i remember all only really the big parts there is a few things about the book that you have to understand one it's not introspective so everything that anyone knows about the books at this point is pretty much based on a historical record it's almost like you're reading hey here's the history of the united states but you don't know what it was like on the ground how did the confederates feel versus how did the union soldiers feel what were they fighting for how did the black people feel that pretty much is what the books are so i think i explained last episode my mistake was that i used the terminology i'm book spoiled and thus and and it is not just only i'm not just talking about shy and mimi but a lot of other friends that i do talk to offline and then why i had addressed it felt that hopefully you're not given anything because of 
you know you you have a more softer spot because you think they're going on this particular arc or so on and so forth and i'm like oh no i'm trying if anything to not allow the book to color my perceptions of what is currently in my eyes through my lens i'm seeing occurring but that also doesn't mean that if others are far more harsh such as mimi as she pointed out like i think the difference between us is i don't give a fuck what the reasons are if they're a piece of shit they're a piece of shit and that's just as that is just as um i hate keep using the word valid i need another word for that but it is those two ideas can exist simultaneously but i am going to change up a little bit how i do the breakdowns and i think i'm going to focus more on what it is about the character that bothers what i appreciate and what i don't like so that i cover all three bases versus i'm only focusing on the the whys behind it because that's not an excuse for behavior it is only a way in which i am understanding this person and that to me is what influences my own interpretation does that make sense i feel like i'm yambering now with all that out of the way how i want to do is break up this episode into really what was going on uh, as far as the characters so i'm going to start with viserys viserys is very sickly this episode very very sickly he is and his daughter off the drift mark so that they can in person and i appreciate the in person but they have to right because corliss has not returned to court in years since the humiliation he felt he suffered when he put forth his own proposal that he knew both of them knew which was the right thing to do and instead he went with a personal choice in a way that almost felt the way otto was smugly grinning (laughs) as if it was a united affront to him at first i thought he was just seasick because i get seasick all the time those waves i would have been fucked up too but they say it was very silly of him to come out to storm's end at this time of year but there's a lot more going on with him they get to storm's end and unfortunately corliss is not there to greet him lenore outside sore fighting with his uh oh the euphemism (laughs) sore fighting with his boo thing and then he's greeted by lena looking beautiful and stunning with her was that her uncle in the back that was the bitch ass from last episode right or maybe that's a different guy i'm not sure i did not realize that the person that damon beat the shit out of and why he was stopped from beating the shit out of them was one of the valerians so that adds another layer to the tantrum as mimi has 
deemed it and i can't find any reason after her explanation to disagree i'm wondering if that's the guy because i really didn't catch i didn't catch that the first time i didn't even look at that man who the fuck are you man Viserys definitely understands that he despite lionel strong being like this is no way to greet his majesty it's like fuck it let's just get this shit over with i've come here to humble myself and i know that and so he's shown into the the king's hall and he meets with lord corliss who is on his throne when he the king enters uh what would you call that great hall corliss was definitely flexing quite a bit then he walked down the steps took a whole ass second before he decided to kneel before his king <laughs> and call him sire once again viserys is not fooled he feels tired he's like look this is what i've committed to when i double down on that commitment this is what's going on but i feel as i think he's starting to feel in his bones a little bit that things may not be as he wants them to be and there's nothing but dissatisfaction unhappiness around him in his personal life and it's the only thing that he wants and he's trying to maintain his relationship with both his daughter and his very problematic brother to his detriment in a lot of ways because he does seem to have a genuine soft spot for them i mean you don't banish your brother out of your sight saying i don't ever want to see you again but you do believe in some capacity that your daughter is lying to you and that they did in fact do something sexual otherwise you would not have sent the morning after elixir but you're not willing to actually have him forcibly removed from your court despite the fact that you tossed him out on his ass the last time he was here but we are getting a little ahead of ourselves his conversation with lord corliss begins with him proposing a marriage between Lenor and the heir to the iron throne his daughter as this great thing and he knows that it is he's like you humble me with this offer then Renera comes in i love Renera. i love her so much she seems to be wise she seems to be understanding of what it means to be a woman in this world she's come to peace with it and she certainly has had the same not quite the same but she certainly has lived under her brother's rule which is the great uh, jacarius so she has a, a i think a better feel for what it means around the politics it seems like the valerians definitely i mean how embarrassing is it to be the king and have to be told that your brother's wife died in a hunting accident a hunting accident that uh also damaged her face and her throat we'll talk about more of this in the spoiler section and you how do you not know that and he's like oh yeah well he was traveling on sea so maybe that's the case i'll give him i'll give him that <laughs> and it probably took takes months to get any fucking wear back in the day and we don't know when exactly the the murder occurred but despite 
hearing what this could possibly mean his other headache he's like no 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 i'm not going to deal with that i'm just going to discuss a happier you know thing which is reuniting our houses corliss immediately has stipulations he said it with an s but it was only really one which is that the heirs would carry the last name in the tradition uh, of lenore being his children have the last name valerian however when they marry and he dies he will then be king consort and be a targaryen so that the targaryen line is not erased from the king or from the iron throne and they both settle on that very easily while lionel strong has the best side eye ever i'm watching you motherfucker the whole time he's like please don't fuck this up just can y'all just please put this shit behind behind us and they get the deal done everyone is satisfied well mostly satisfied and viserys is on his way back on his boat with his daughter to king's landing i love the the shot of the red keep that was very nice in this episode once he does get back to king's landing uh, he immediately because we saw blood coming out of uh it seemed like he was dripping blood it also seemed as if he was dealing with some pneumonia or some shit because he was coughing quite a bit his hands are not healing he's just he's uh necrosis <laughs> in front of himself right now he's not sat back on the iron throne i can't help but feel pity for him in a lot of ways despite me fully understanding that it is his emotional side that is continuing to subside his concerns regarding who he is leaving the hands of the realm in and i think that he believes that with this marriage something could be salvaged there but his growing qualms he's not taking true he states something a little later so he gets back to the red keep and he passes out ambulance call an ambulance but not for me notice allison i'm so glad they said it in the show maybe they did before and i didn't catch it and i'm just used to allison but when they said allison i was like good 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 because i hate saying it the other way but allison didn't go to her husband and he asked for his queen because he's used to that gentle warm touch he's a teddy bear in a lot of ways he is more suited for the life of tourneys and parties and a good time and not really for the true for the true uh challenge of being a ruler and once the now alwood said that he can do some poultices and the other guy's like well let's leech him because that hap that helps better and i feel like you should listen to the african people hey i don't know if it's subtle or on purpose but uh in africa nobody was using fucking leeches at least to my knowledge they and they use it to this day they don't use modern medicine even though you know there's some that could use some modern medicine but for the most part they have been able to live really long lives by 
medicinal remedies from nature that they create versus the european side of nature is just like yeah let's bleed them because we're talking about the black bio the yellow bio and some other shit <laughs> we think we think flowers is gonna help something just not even close to thinking of using science to and, and you know the what was used before because you gotta believe i mean even when you go back to the greeks and the romans and the egyptians while some things were horseshit of course there were other things that they stumbled across by by experimenting medicinally versus you see in this scenario the the old school the european is not really they don't believe that there's any need to experiment we we have conquered this thing called medicine and unfortunately that's not the case the politics probably would have helped better and maybe he wouldn't have broken out as much as he did if he didn't have a shitty doctor or maester i'm sure the maester's doing the best he can taught the only way he knows how but you do see the what's his name alice give the the dram for him to sleep and it does put him directly to sleep he speaks with lionel strong who was congratulated as the new hand of the king and as he should be because he truly did care about the realm and if he had made the right choice all those years ago maybe we wouldn't be in this current situation i feel as if there may still be protest but it certainly would uh be handled differently if it had been a valerian i believe i think there still would be that push and pull with his daughter but there there may have had small you know other counselors in the room telling him or convincing him better i'm not sure that that's always what if right what if so he asked sir sir lionel am i a good queen he continues to to ruminate over his legacy and he wonders if he had been tested in such as a trial maybe that would have made him a different person a stronger person he knows he lacks things he knows he's insecure he always has not been able to escape the shadow of being a fraud and when he has these conversations he's letting those insecurities evaporate into the world with if he was someone else lionel strong would have patted him on the back and made him feel as if he's doing great but because lionel strong is an honest person he's like sometimes it's better not to be fucking tested peace is is a lot a lot more we don't glorify peace as much as we should because we celebrate war we celebrate conquering and those aren't the things that truly make up what a good person or a good king is actually it is that peace and that's what he has actually done in his legacy and i can't say that that is something he shouldn't be despite all of his errors proud of he then attends the reception dinner 
where quite a few things go down as he first starts off very much reunited or united with his daughter well both but he is estranged from his queen who has yet to really come to him make an appearance she's flexing some of her own muscle and i for one am here for it yes queen yes queen yes queen especially as he dismissed her in front of his brother you know all that support you trying to get in his good graces by mean girling your wife so i felt that was deserved and he is welcoming the lords that are come to call you hear o-town show up you also have the lannisters tylen and his brother i can't remember the brother i never remember his name even though she name dropped him i just know tylen but jason that's his name <laughs> he comes up he just don't know about himself he has no wherewithal and gonna be like oh where's your lady queen she's not here well this is why women don't go to war because we'd have to wait for them to get dressed go go bring all your white people with you y'all niggas gotta exit right now i couldn't help but laugh my ass off because he is rather obliviously sexist but he's a man of his time and he doesn't have a lot of finesse he is the master of ships i don't know if i called that out last episode there have been quite a few master of ships to come and go notice that the old towns they don't seem to have given too much lip service to the king or his heir then he's approached by sir gerald royce who tells him that he is the cousin of Rhea Royce, who is recently deceased. He offers his condolences. Princess Ray Ray says, if there's anything I can do to assist, but things are cut off when the Valerians show up. This was the best part of the whole episode was seeing house valerian we could like focus and shift on them a lot more <laughs> i'm rather sad that they seem to be aligned with two lepers but but they came in the room styling and stunting looking all types of glorious and proud you could just tell it's all up in their soul i did have a flashback inappropriately to coming to america when <laughs> <laughs> the queen is introduced at court the saris is very pleased with how events are unfolding unfortunately things go go downhill the minute the dark cloud walks into the banquet hall in all of his strident confidence and cockiness after his deplorable actions and Viserys is spending the rest of the time one concerned that his wife still hasn't shown up which he eventually does after everyone else is seated so that I like that kind of boss ass move uh where she comes in in all of her green glory finally get to see the green at work for Old Town for her she's representing her colors and she greets her husband cordially 
then he spends the rest of the evening <laughs> i think the best part is when he was trying to cut into his fucking chicken and his wife ain't giving him no love or even talking to him right now his daughter's out there doing her thing and then he looks over when they was dancing together that shit was hilarious it shouldn't have been funny but it was because he was about to stroke out this whole entire episode like y'all about to put me in a fucking grave what the hell then when someone had a fight break out and they couldn't even see what was happening he just like oh my god just kill me now lord just kill me now if you're feeling suicidal you've come to the right place so on wrap up this week as far as the viserys character is i think that deep down he's a good person he's a poor politician let's move over to to damon who starts the episode going to the veil we meet his lovely wife Rhea, who is a very accomplished horseman seems to be pretty content that life has moved on without her husband she decides to ride alone after speaking briefly with her cousin which is a huge mistake because out of the shadows comes damon and she wonders why he's here she taunts at him i will say one caveat if you are all by your damn self and you know that you are in front of a snake <laughs> the last thing you need to do is taunt said snake however she's someone who doesn't you know allow fear to dictate her life and this is her husband in name only because they've never consummated consummated their marriage and this probably leaves her a little dishonored as well because you know it's always the woman's fault never the man's fault when things become unconsummated i'm sure mary antoinette would would feel some type of empathy with Rhea. she realizes only a few seconds what he actually is there to do as he says absolutely nothing and he very gingerly approaches her horse who does not like him and unfortunately all of their sudden actions get her to uh, fall off said horse and she's severely injured because not only does she fall it looks like the horse fell on top of her and while he does go up to her and make as if he's going to actually murder her he ends up walking away thinking well the job will finish itself probably but then she yells out i knew you couldn't finish and if those are your last words those some badass last words i ain't trying to be violent but if nikki wanted it slaps ho now the director of this episode in the behind the scene bonus material last episode said a few things in which i wasn't necessarily agreeing with she pretty much took all accountability for what happened at the pleasure house and the sneaking out of the castle yes it was put in motion by damon but i don't at any time and maybe the way she originally shot it and hbo said yeah no uh <laughs> was trying to convey that message however i don't see that as how the situation went down and thus i cannot subscribe to that i think that they both were and then she followed it up with he was impotent because he knew what he was doing was wrong so if you're morally 
conflicted about going all the way i think that is a good juxtaposition in this episode it's the only reason why i brought up that as it does make sense in this moment where here's another chance where he could just pass bypass his morals completely and finish the job finish what you're meant to do which in that moment he's like yeah all i gotta do is dishonor her what he didn't count on is whether or not he went all the way or not that his brother wouldn't give a shit and still banish him but it does inform and actually confirm the transition of him actually picking up that rock and finishing the job murdering her now there is no official line that he will not cross to get what he wants to get his power and you would think that he would be content well he does state at the banquet that he has every intention of inheriting runestone now his lady wife said she wouldn't allow herself to be bedded by him but we also know this is the middle of whatever european america and a woman can talk about how she don't want to be bedded all day long uh didn't that happen to one of the starks and they don't really get a say so in the matter so <laughs> uh if that was the case and you just after the power why not play the long game but he just simply did not want the wife and i don't think that they really in the show go into any deep reason why you would not accept this wife uh, i mean you even just told Rhaenerys, princess riri herself that marriage is just convenience and then you go and do your own thing but apparently he's upset i suppose because it was dictated to him but every other woman in the world must be dictated and you now find yourself exempt because you have a dick i am disgusted from here he goes to the wedding party he strolls in he knows that his brother doesn't want to cause a scene so he allows it to happen plus it is a wedding tradition it's the one time in which it's about doing the royal duty more so than it is about being accepted at court he the entire time is making observations i fucking his niece and also i fucking his cousin who isn't adverse to the i fucking because she's doing some i fucking of her own on one hand i love lena i think she knows what she wants she knows what she's doing and i have faith in her as a person on the other one bitch and in case you forgot last episode we heard that she is being set up to to be matched with one of the leaders or prince in the free cities so the fact that she is striking out on her own to rectify her personal situation i mean i can't help but respect that she has her own ambitions and she's not afraid of going after them it's just rather unfortunate that ambition or that connection at this time happens to be damon and well there's a little fear there isn't there because we know what he does to his wives but this would be something he would probably be interested in because he gets them one step closer to being in being in the realm of power definitely a much stronger match than even his inheritance 
which was the rune stones which joffrey walks up to him at the table and pretty much lays it out flat like i know that she was an accomplished writer i know something happened and that if you were in runestone we would pretty much murder you however sitting at the king's table you really can't threaten the king's brother because you could find yourself at the end of a spike just out of loyalty but it's in this moment that viserys realizes that his brother like one step second he's like fuck he killed her he actually killed her and you know that's in his soul he's in his soul thinking like what it like you're worse than even i thought that's what he said last episode and now he's pretty much proving that there was also some rumblings about how it was about getting back at viserys there might be some of that i could see that you know hey i'm coming back triumphant but i do feel the way in which matt smith is playing it there is a longing to belong but maybe he has decided i no longer want to belong i think i can buy that more uh so in this episode than any other i'm not i don't care about belonging anymore it's about striking out and taking what i want which leads to his dance with princess riri and i had only one feeling i am disgusted what i did like is it definitely doesn't paint princess riri in some angelic need of protection being sexually taken advantage of by her uncle it pretty much feels as if she's fully aware of her appetites wants to pursue those appetites the irony of this is whereas with sir Kristen cole he's the romantic she's the realist and in this moment despite her flirtatious nature she's the romantic and it's damon who's the realist and i think that's very telling about where her emotional state is you know she discards the idea of running off with sir Kristen cole but her uncle flying her off to dragonstone and just taking her well you know that's fine but it's also probably to do with class <laughs> sir Kristen cole is someone who doesn't that like, there's no universe in which that works her uncle on the other hand i can legitimize this shit and we both get what we want and they, they've always had a closeness and i think that princess riri likes that closeness with her uncle and now that it's become sexually charged she wants what she wants and that is indeed for for him to simply dominate own her you know give this huge show of uh of allegiance and emotion it is in a in a moment a rather spoiled reaction because you you are like i'm the prize take me because that's what you are teaching me and she takes those teach she takes those lessons to fucking heart wow poor viserys over there <laughs> i try really hard not to laugh but it was oh, like patty he's doing his best i've been calling him wrong is it padine padine constantine or something like that i think i've been saying his name wrong 
uh damon has a dance with lena but it's very brief where uh she she's like oh it's so sad that your wife died i'm not sad at all fuck that bitch but she's like okay well uh maybe we can rectify our situation (laughs) and he says maybe we can and that's where we leave things off and for the most part nothing else goes on with damon so in conclusion my verdict this episode is damon has definitely emerged as a villain he's emerged as someone who will do whatever it takes to secure his position and he very much intends to pursue something with lady lena who is his cousin by the way incest is a party over here it's cousin marrying cousin it almost feels as if they're one up up in each other but the fact that it was lena that proposed the idea i can't hold that against damon because he's like shit this is dropped into my lap why not (laughs) Uh, take that opportunity but i i wonder how well corliss isn't an enemy of damon he actually very much hates his brother so that kind of makes them good bedfellows i personally find myself loving to hate damon and i think that is a testament more to how matt smith is doing a really good job humanizing him and there is something that i connect to that that chaotic feeling of wanting so bad to be accepted but not being the type of person that people want to accept for better and worse it's that personality trait that has thus far endeared in a certain manner but it doesn't at all take away from the fact that he's a bad dude my addendum is i think that people can be brilliant and still be recognized for their accomplishments even if they're horrible people i guess an example stalin you know he came from a peasant background from where he came to where he rose he was a horrible dictator but one cannot at least i cannot uh cannot not reconcile what it took to get there despite what one did once they were there and how they utilized that power does that make sense let's move on to princess riri princess riri is acting she acting up (laughs) uh the situation with her and sister Kristen cole comes to a head in this episode in the most tragic way for him and i'm of two minds about it riri travels with her father peeks over at lionel is a little dismayed to find herself outside of the of the great hall to meet lord corliss to be involved in her own betrothal however lena takes her by the hand and says let's get breakfast we learned that they grow up together so the cousins are familiar with each other as renera says later familiarity isn't the issue and our conversation with lena on the beach i thought was a very understanding conversation to be had and i 
i do enjoy this because this feels very much on track you know laner is not an evil person he's just someone who has a different appetite and thus we saw it doesn't detract from the fact that he's a good military strategist he's out there practicing so it seems as if he does have some prowess and he has the experience more so than many of the knights in king's landing so he has his own merits it's simply her recognizing due to their familiarity that his uh sometimes you like duck and sometimes you like goose and i like the way that they had this conversation discussing his homosexuality because she is giving him permission to be whoever he wants to be we both do our duty we both do what we're supposed to do to make our fathers happy but let's live our own lives we don't have to feel as if this is a trap it kind of makes me wonder why she didn't pick him to begin with and this is what my issue is continuously with princess riri is that like her father she's not quite sure what the right political move is and if i was thinking if my father is giving me any choice she wants to be loved but she's content with being though doing her duty if it makes sense for the crown but she had to be told to do that versus her like lena on the other hand recognizing an opportunity and creating their own destiny from that with that being said i'm glad that they both are clearly friends to a certain extent and intend to to continue that friendship going into their marriage with respect to each other for their own agency Lenar shares this information with his lover they have a small conversation about it before wrestling becomes far more than wrestling how do i feel about lenore i think that he is a decent person it seems as if he knows what his duties are that he is someone who's raised by a strong-willed father he seems sweet and unfortunately sweetness is not something that is protected at all cost in the world of fire and blood on the way back home on the ship sir Kristen cole approaches princess riri and pretty much wants to make her his wife he wants them to run off together he's talked about where they could possibly go and she rejects his plea not out of malice but i think she fully understands that despite what he may feel about the situation or how she may feel about him i think she's always had a crush on him and now he's her first so he'll have a special place in her heart but she's not in love with him she was getting her lady blue balls off and he was the closest thing next to her and it it wasn't as bad because there was that sexual uh sexual tension between them that she exploited but he wasn't forced into anything he fully was aware of his vows uh what he was supposed to do what he was supposed to commit to and that means when temptation comes 
knocking at your door kissing on your lips you're meant to walk away from it be stronger than so on one hand is renera callous here i don't think so i think she tried to handle it with as much finesse as she could because he was very emotional in that moment clearly his feelings for her run far deeper than her feelings for him this can happen when sex is sex and it's not <laughs> there's no conversation but again in her mind this is not like i thought we all understood what the rules were right unfortunately he didn't understand what the rules were and while i i feel terrible for him particularly later on for what he personally is emotionally going through he he's like well i felt if i could get my honor back he feels as if he's been dishonored very much as if a woman were to sleep with a man back in the olden day time middle age times oh i just want to go have sex with a man she's then considered dishonored why the man can move on in a lot of ways it mirrors that situation but there is the idea of choice and there was a choice that was had and that choice was never going to be in your favor and now he's stuck he's stuck with a stain that can't be rubbed out and really can't be put at Renera's door completely because that stain is is uh self-perceived if that makes sense but he walks away he's upset they get back to the castle we'll talk about allison last but he's called just to keep on with renera arc she calls sir Kristen cole to her chambers sir Kristen joins her sitting and she doesn't want to spy on her friend right but sir Kristen cole is so full of guilt it does not take much convincing and he has no idea that the rumors are not even revolving around him and renera in the sense that he doesn't know what happened with her and damon but he falls on his sword almost literally this episode <laughs> several times and admits that it was me i slept with her she was deflowered by me and she says that's all you may go because he only asked for leniency like instead of being tortured for dishonoring the code can I at least be murdered quickly and she has no answer for that because she's dealing with her own feelings of betrayal and they're very very valid feelings of betrayal not because she lied to her that's what happens between step mothers and stepdaughters <laughs> it's that she lied to her after well one it's not like they were friends before that also changes the dynamics but she's been holding on to that friendship and she's been more than anyone else in renera's corner and to find out in that moment that renera swore on her mother's life her death on her gravestone that she was innocent and then what happens next the fallout from that whole debacle definitely understand where allison is coming from 
following up with sir Kristen cole and princess riri there's the feast once again we're back there for some strange after the dance the dance between the betroves they greet each other they are like i said they're friends so this isn't a, a, a moment of awkwardness or animosity they both see each other let the good times roll right here is where i'm like girl i understand that you want to pursue your appetites but do you need to do it in the middle of your marriage celebration feast can you not can you have some self-control and then her taunting her uncle to take her like this is somehow romantic and if this was a harlequin romance i can definitely see that but the taunt and the way in which he responded it was predatory in a sense but she very much enjoys that she gets titillated by pushing the boundaries and i think that's what she also likes the most about damon is that he isn't afraid to push those boundaries he isn't afraid to make the chaotic or the risky or dangerous or even inappropriate choice and she in a sense i think was being romanticizing it in her brain but his reaction in my opinion wasn't what she thinks it is now that she has been deflowered it feels as if she's coming to her own confidence as a woman and she is using her wiles to get what she what she feels she deserves which is not necessarily a evil thing or bad thing it's to be expected in a sense and thus i don't personally find too much fault with it where it irritates me but she could have a little bit more common sense and i think that's what my biggest issue is and continues to be she doesn't know how to to get people in her on her side you're already coming from a disadvantaged position and all you ever do is alienate and i understand not wanting to step over that comment by tylen lannister i get it he's a dick he's misogynistic but so is everyone else in the fucking realm and you're gonna have to learn how to come out of your own person she needs some emotional intelligence but that's not the route she wants to go she prefers the more insidious one and that's a choice as well what's that boy's name joffrey it doesn't take long after the first dance for Lenard to make his way back to his lover and he immediately tells him hey i figured it out i know her who her paramour is it's sir Kristen over there because he's basically cunt whipped it's like damn <laughs> and while i don't not understand him telling Lenor this like hey she has something over you in case she ever decides to utilize that like you're friends now but that could always change here's something that you know about her so that you guys are more on even keel get that down with that understand that you walking your happy ass over to Kristen cole someone who is not only a knight but a part of the king's guard which everyone knows comes with celibacy as well as torture and death should one break their vows and you thought it was a good idea 
to go over to this man and be like well i know your secret you just want attention you stupid you got yourself killed sir because i would have perceived that as a threat too like oh i know something about you wouldn't be very unfortunate if that shit came out and not even really explaining why why you're bringing like you didn't even bridge it like hey but you it, that also like you're happy being a whore and you can hear <laughs> i love the memes that are going around right now <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything because i feel like the memes are spoilery so i'll save it for the spoiler section but the memes are great i'm just stroking my dick i got lotion on my dick right now i'm just stroking my shit i'm horny as fuck man i'm a freak man so Kristen taught him a very valuable lesson sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut know what you know and walk on about your business knowing what you know be more like laris which we'll talk about later at least the fight broke up all of the uh <laughs> this is how we are fuck <laughs> this is how we are fuck na, 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 na this is how we side eye talking about you strong oh, 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 oh. okay moving on <laughs> from that <laughs> entirely comical joke only in my brain uh she is uh, taken away by sir Harwin strong who eventually tells like i don't want us to get involved in whatever this shit is but the princess is missing and Viserys is worried about his child. Go find her ass. Harold Strong picks her up and walks off with her. She was screaming for Laenor, but Laenor was not giving a fuck about rescuing her. He was trying to rescue his boo. But can't nobody stop your face from being caved in. Woo, you know he did. Sir Kristen goes out and he's about to commit suicide, but the queen saves his life or intervenes and stops him just says his name before he commits suicide he is searching for death because he feels like he's lost honor however you can't blame princess riri for that you just dishonored yourself <laughs> but i think it's something that it's the queen who seems to give him the opportunity to restore his honor but what does that mean going forward for Le for for riri later that night when all the guests are out they are married with the blood stain not too far away nobody could mop that shit up though i ain't got a late night crew maybe they were already overextended i don't give a fuck somebody can clean that shit up <laughs> we all know what it is but uh they're married and she feels a lot of guilt but i do think it is a shared certain amount of guilt because one don't drive this man all the way around town and not expect shit to go i mean it is really fucked up your lover killed my lover we've both lost something not ideal for starting a marriage let's briefly talk about lord corliss and the queen that never was i love their relationship they discuss their son's homosexuality he thinks it's something that's gonna grow out of sounds typical of a father but he's not a disinheriting him or shaming him for it so while he's definitely not understanding or thinking it's anything more than a phase his wife certainly does she's also very worried about this current alliance because she knows that the kingdom is not gonna they're not gonna support it doesn't matter that they all bent the knee they had the opportunity i've put that behind 
seems like lord corliss feels like his wife was robbed of her rightful inheritance she's like i know you want to be my hero boo but i've gotten past that this new alliance this is gonna affect if there is something that comes down the pipeline we're gonna be in the middle of it i just liked everything about their conversation in the throne room they feel like they have a loving partnership a true loving partnership and it's good to see because lord knows we ain't got many of those to root for lastly let's talk about lady allison she is thus far my true protagonist she's devastated by the departure of her father otto who in his very shitty way as he always is puts the blame on her you chose renera and this is the result of that whoa that's like fucking mean we've heard about her being extremely lonely how she has no friends the only person she did have was renera and then it's in her husband and they conspired in a way to keep her in the dark and it did lead to her father being removed now i of course in my mind am like otto you put all this shit in motion what you're mad about is the fact that your daughter didn't do in your mind her part because she throws that in his face like you were the one that was so insisted upon Aegon taking the throne that's why you got tossed aside but it's uh it's really hard to have your only uh maternal or paternal uh parental that's what i really meant to say figure that shows this love for you even as they're dismissing you he's very manipulative but at the same time he's not completely wrong as she learns later when she talks to sir Kristen and she sees her husband well first she realizes it when she's in the garden and laris is there laris is the brother of harwin strong and now the new hand of the king lionel strong and he brings to her attention the fact that the maester brought princess riri and elixir in the middle of the night on behalf of the king and he's wondering if she's sick like i hope everything's great because i heard some rumors but i'm i mean he plays this very much like he knows what he's doing he very much knows what is he do what he is doing they're all pretty much rallying around the fact that Aegon's gonna be on that fucking throne and now they need to get queen allison separated from the last things that is uh, you know she's good with the king but i feel in this sense the king has made up his mind she had the opportunity but i think that time has passed to convince him otherwise to put Aegon on the throne she also doesn't look to be too keen to be a mother every time she's holding one of those babies she's just like this thing came out of me it screams it cries i have no actual feelings toward it but i'm trying to do the things i'm supposed to do that a mother would do it's sad it's so sad because she doesn't have a maternal figure around then learning that her best friend spit in her face for the most part and she has she's been convincing the king to support her when you know understanding where she's coming from like well okay give her a choice you know she's set up all these meetings so that she can find a, a suitor she went to back for her about her honor and all she gets in return is pissy angry uh heartbreak 
and i think when it first began she probably understood yes this is <laughs> an awkward situation and your feelings probably are very valid in the awkward situation but now it's be it's more years have passed she's a now someone who could be far more manipulative than she is she's trying to be a good person she's trying to do the right thing and she's trying to keep everyone happy but unfortunately i think the straw that broke the camel's back was this last betrayal not only that you did it with someone who is now once again and then her her behavior at the at the banquet she's like oh she's playing me she's playing me she's playing on that that feeling of guilt i have she's playing on like i'm giving i'm giving i'm giving and i'm not receiving anything and at some point you gotta stop and she's too smart of a person way too smart of a person so she starts to play her game and it starts with her coming in late after everybody else in old town green she meets up with uh, her uncle and they say old town is behind you so she's reaffirming her allies the thing is about lady allison that's def different from princess riri is that she knows how to play the game she knows how to get people to support her she's simply been demurring this entire time the amount of power that she has but she decides when she approaches that table and kisses her husband like i'm no longer going to try to make you feel better and be the good loving wife to you because you're not appreciating that i'm not going to continue to be your best friend and support all your choices you're now stepdaughter and you can see princess riri and i love that she keeps the information to herself it's what you could have really learned this episode jeffrey but she keeps it to herself so i'm not even gonna throw, throw this in your face i'm gonna keep it in my pocket and save it for a rainy day renaris takes note it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up and all this time she has never treated her anything other than the same person that she's always known but now that dynamic has changed and quite frankly if if allison had stepped up a while ago not saying she should have but if if things had turned out differently things would be a lot more i keep saying discipline is needed but it really is somebody should have disciplined renera a long time ago and now it's too fucking late it's way too fucking late but I like everything that she was doing. I liked her conversation with Laris who says, you know, when you're not permitted to speak, you observe. It's like, I know shit. I know things and I could be of use to you. I love how he pretty much puts that out there. So she's building up her own power base and I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Let's go. I probably said that more times than <laughs> it was necessary. But this is a really good episode. Did I give it a score? I don't think I did give it a score. I think I did. I gave it an 8.8. .8. I did state that, correct? Hopefully so. Uh, 
yeah everything is coming together as it should it's really sad this uh maybe the last episode i believe that we are getting the younger versions before there's a time jump i will miss the young actresses they both knocked it out of the park i don't mind the actresses changing up i get to see them seasoned and i'm not sure if i would be as convinced of their seasoned uh agency and i think that it retains something by seeing them when you're young versus seeing them when you're grown up yes they could add the makeup but i do think that it is two different types of tones that they're going for in the show and the change in actresses is a testament to that we do have feedback for this episode so let's hop into the mailbag What up, Cena? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for House of Dragons. I believe this is episode five. I could be wrong. Um, I've been trying to get my thoughts together, and I just felt like I needed to just talk. Um, if I feel like I'm getting too over the top and this shit's been going on for too long, I'm just gonna end it. So I might not talk about everything, but my mind is still like fucking bamboozled right now and I feel like I need to see it again because I didn't watch it until yesterday I didn't watch it on Sunday like I normally do because I was working um and or I was asleep actually I fell asleep and I just yeah I didn't I didn't get to see it um I I keep going back and forth because in all honesty I'm like Sir Christian I believe it's Sir Christian is what I'm gonna call him because it didn't sound like they were calling him Christian it sounded like Kristen so that's what I'm gonna say because that's how names sound here like Alicent whatever I'm gonna call him Kristen Sir Kristen so my mind is just fucking straight bamboozled because I fucking loved him as a character and I feel like Ray Ray Princess Ray Ray fucking broke him and y'all know i was already on the fence with her anyway because she was acting like a fucking spoiled ass little brat and the shit was getting on my nerve but now how am i supposed to root for this bitch when she ruined my 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 homie like she really fucking broke him like he is fucked up and i'm pretty sure my alliances is about to jump ship to allison because i don't know what the fuck is going on in her mind but i think she's about to pull a boss bitch move that's that's what's happening um so i i have no idea what her um oh god what's his name uh laner sir laner i think that's how you say it i had the captions on thinking that if i saw how it was spelled it would be easier to say but it's not these names are fucking getting on my nerve but i don't know what his man said to to Kristen, sir Kristen, but I think it fucked him up um so i've been trying to figure out like what's going on with him and i think what fucking happened was he he, he fucking had a mental break because i didn't realize that in order for him to serve as you know her guard he had to um you know take an oath of celibacy i had no idea 
I don't know if he had ever had sex before. I have no idea, but I just feel like, and this is just, I'm just going to tell you why I feel this way. You guys don't have to believe it. I'm sure, Christina, you got something to say about what I'm about, my personal uh, theoretical opinion. I'm going to hear it, but it's not going to change anything. But I would feel like he was a virgin before. And let me tell you why I think that. Because I think telling a grown ass man who had a sex life prior to becoming this, you know, honored position that you can no longer have sex just seems kind of fucking silly and unrealistic. So you expect these men to, to lay their life on the line, go to war, and they can't have some vagina? Or, I mean, I guess peen if that's what they want. Like, that just seems very unrealistic. And then again, maybe he takes his duty very seriously. I don't know. But I'm going to go with what I originally thought and say that he was a virgin. So it was easy for him to say, well, I mean, it can't be that great. I haven't done it yet. So fine. I just won't ever have sex. Um, and, like, I always felt like he, you know, had some type of soft spot for the princess anyway. And I'm sure being around her, you know, him getting to know her, maybe it made him like her as a person. The way he went after her when she had the little tantrum and ran off, that let me think maybe he had some type of feelings for her. Um, but then, like, in my personal opinion, when he decided he was going to have sex with her, he lost his virginity to her. And he felt like it was something he wanted to do until he actually did it. And then it was like... You know, I I made a mistake. I shouldn't have risked my uh, oath for you know the sex that we had. Like this is, I just I just broke my vow, and I feel like the type of a person that he is, the only thing he has is his word, his honor, and he lost it. So you know when he proposed to her, he was like, I love her, and she must love me so it was worth it because now at least i can get a wife out of this so he had this whole plan in his mind and then when she like basically was like i don't i can't do that i am the real i'm the next i'm the queen you know i can't just throw this away which they were like we were trying to get this bitch to understand this from the beginning and i feel like along the way of her fucking realization she fucking broke Kristen. like now his fucking mind is warped because he feels like he literally ruined like his honor for no reason and she she and he said it himself you want me to be your whore so he's like I was I didn't mean anything to her I didn't mean shit and and it wasn't even until he had that conversation with Allison and he admitted to what he what he did that I realized that you know if they were to get caught like when they take this oath it's you could you could be you can they will torture you and kill you I didn't realize that was a thing so in all honesty him choosing to be with her was like a life or death thing like so he broke a, a oath that could cost him his life and the thing is is that I'm like I was trying to figure out like why would he confess to something like that if it would mean that he could die and then i'm thinking it's his honor like he is a very noble person and his word is his bond and he takes it very seriously and he was wrestling with it for so long and i always whenever i have a patient who 
is struggling mentally, I always see that it's it's usually because they feel like they don't have anybody to talk to. And sometimes it's a real actual, I don't have anybody to talk to because what I'm doing is, you know, my parents will disown me or, you know, the person I that, you know, I did this to will hate me or something like that. But they have these mental breaks where sometimes, you know, it, it ends in them attempting suicide. They have some type of depressive episode. They get violent or they have some type of, they start taking their medication and because they just sit in their room all the time like it's something like that but it's usually stems from them not feeling like they could talk to someone um and that's clearly what was happening with him he's wrestling with this in his mind and he can't talk to anybody about it because he's not supposed to have even touched her like not only is she a princess which makes the shit even fucking worse because he took her virtue which i guess is end all be all of fucking being a princess he also broke his own vial so he's going fucking through it and him trying to resolve it was him literally he was willing to leave everything that he worked so hard for and just become different people with the princess i don't know how you're supposed to hide who you are with that white ass hair and you know your dragon gonna be looking for you but that's neither here nor there we're not even gonna go into the semantics of that but he thought he could fix it like that and then when he realized that wasn't an option, he fucking broke. And that's just my personal opinion. And I think he confessed because it was weighing on him. And like to me, I would have waited for the the queen to say something to let me know she knew what the fuck happened. She barely said anything and he just let it all out. And he wanted, he just needed someone to, he needed to get it out. And I feel like he thought maybe it would lessen the burden and the struggle he was going through. But it seemed to make it worse. Because at that wedding, he literally fucking lost it. I don't know if something happened in between that fucking, um, like, you know, in between their conversation. And the fact that he literally bashed fucking dude's head in and, like, his fucking eyeball was gone. Like, he beat the shit out of him and granted he's wearing armor but goddamn, like did the dude even get a lick in because it don't look like he did i don't know what the fuck happened i don't know what he said if it was something more than what we saw but the shit ended fucking gruesomely and like i like when it when we saw like we're sitting here they have the camera on the king and i'm like don't nobody give a shit about this motherfucker can we not have it on him please because the entire fucking episode i'm like he looks like fucking shit why is he doing the absolute most when he looks like he's about to die like he looks so close to death like he was already a pale man and you have white hair that shit washes you out anyway how is it that you look fucking worse like how do you look paler than you did three episodes ago like what the fuck and a side note what the fuck was he eating it looked like it could have been like like turkey or something but i'm pretty sure it had antennas like are you eating lobster like what the fuck are you eating and why are you eating it like that it was so gross but he looked terrible and i'm like can we not be dealing with him like i don't want to see him die while he's eating whatever the fuck rotin he got on his plate shit looked gross and then like we see like commotion and i'm like what the fuck is happening it was it reminded me of the battle of the bastards that fucking fight scene was so like when john was getting trampled like i i remember like 
my like not being able to breathe i was like i felt like i was being crushed it was just so fucking it was such a clusterfuck it it just made me feel overwhelmed and i felt that same experience it was like so much fucking commotion and i was so confused and i'm like what the fuck is happening and then i saw um the sea snake son what the fuck is his name sir lenner lenner or something like that lorner lorner i think it because it's spelled l-e-o-n-o-r and i don't fucking know how to say that it looks like leonor but that's not how you say it so i don't fucking know but we're just gonna call him the prince uh the king the prince to be i guess he would be a prince until he tell um the king dies and then he would become a king whatever so we have that and i'm like what the fuck is happening and then we see sir Kristen, and then we see him fucking beating the shit out of dude i think he might have punched him once but it didn't even do anything dude was wearing armor like it we had to miss something because it couldn't have been that conversation and i don't know like i i felt like he went over there to let him know like your secret's safe but it came off as like a threat like a you keep my secret and i'll keep you keep our secret we keep yours like first of all dude it's not a secret because y'all being fucking obvious as hell and even his parents know he's gay that's not something and his cousin clearly knows it's something that everyone already knows it's not like we know you're gay and the way you keep eye fucking your boyfriend over there bitch we know that that's the man you're with like it's not a secret it clearly is i think it's one of those we're not gonna openly talk about it but we all overly know type things that's the vibe i was getting but why he went over there and said the what he said in this kind of manner in this particular setting in this particular moment i don't know i don't know if he meant it to be that threatening but that's exactly the way it came across to me um and that interaction in itself i don't feel like it warranted an ass whooping to the death but also like i said because our christian was going through it and that might have been all he needed and it didn't look like he got in any trouble the dude's brains was clean wasn't even cleaned up off the floor and then they were they're getting married in the like in the middle of it right before the king dropped he probably did he was gonna die anyway that motherfucker's arm looked like it was turning into stone anyway and then side note i've been thinking about this for a long time this is i'm just let me finish uh just this uh thing i'm talking about sir Kristen. but then when he was about to kill himself and queen allison stopped him i was like oh shit something amazing is about to go down and i think i'm about to jump ship because i'm having a hard time caring about damon and princess right right because they're fucking getting on my nerve and i know you think damon is attractive christina i will never be okay with that he's weird looking to me like very strange very peculiar i've never seen doctor who but i've seen like little stills on tumblr never was attracted to me and i don't care how good of a doctor who he was i will never find that man attractive i don't care how good of a swordsman or how great of an actor that man is he will never be attracted to me he's just weird looking very strange looking i can't but i was thinking when you go back to the game of thrones um venaris wait daenerys i was like it doesn't start with the b daenerys's dad was the mad king and they said he went crazy do you know i just realized what fucking happened to him that man had lead poisoning 
he fucking went crazy in the brain because of fucking the the iron throne that motherfucker he probably had some open wounds it was rusted it scraped him it just slowly kept leaking in his system that's how that man got crazy i know you think it's related to uh the incest but incest causes mental retardation and like deformities with the their body i don't know that it causes people to be schizophrenic i don't think that's the same thing that's just my i don't scientifically i don't know about how mental illness works but i don't think it's related to familial things i like they say incest causes deformities like but like there there's a lot of mutations with the genes and that's why it's a problem i don't the genes causes like outward things to be wrong and anyway that's what i'm thinking happened to the king because of that stupid ass iron throne because that's what happened with uh king v like that man he had these cuts in his body and i don't understand like why does it have to be an iron throne and why is it affecting him like that maybe maybe something's wrong with it is it possible someone was slowly poisoning him that fucking the the i, I think they're called friars i'm not sure what he was the, maybe they're monks i don't know the the health person the person that i guess would be their physician when he was like here's the leeches it's like how many times you gonna try this it ain't been working in the last six years dude maybe you ought to try something else like seriously what the hell and then um with allison she seems fucking miserable the way she be looking holding them kids she looks like she's like really close to depression if she's not there already somebody need to get that girl some some fucking wine let her drink be like circe 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 yeah that's her name from uh the game of thrones let that bitch let that bitch drink let her give her something because she is fucking miserable i don't know why you pretending to to take care of your kids when i can see the the wet nurse right behind you give that baby to her because you don't know what you're not even holding the child right and the baby crying her eyes out as soon as the wet nurse hold her turned her around and shook her a little bit she stopped crying bitch it's you that baby don't want you i know it's your child but you're terrible at it i clearly you're terrible at it some i mean I, your mom isn't around to teach you how to be a mother and your dad's not very affectionate i think he loves her but he also understands that she's just the daughter and he the only way he knew how to use her was to get her to marry the king so i don't think he thinks she's worth anything um so there's that um i don't know how this damon and ray ray is going to end up i know what the book is has happening but i'm just confused because we saw her marry her cousin and they have a like an arrangement so that's gonna work i don't know what's you know how he's gonna feel i i get the feeling and this is this is just my opinion that he's gonna kill himself um because his lover died and he probably gonna want some type of punishment but that it was a night and if 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 uh sir Kristen has queen allison on his throne and the king is going to be clearly incapacitated he could say she could say anything she was like we saw him do so and so and he killed you know he killed him and it's it's lawful the end and maybe because um 
the prince to be knows that that's not true and maybe that's gonna drive him to madness i don't know but i think their marriage is not gonna gonna end well um i am curious to see i know when two nobles get married their first night people watch them have sex i'm assuming this is to make sure it happens <laughs> i don't know so we'll see how that goes i don't know how he's supposed to have sex with his cousin when she has a vagina and all he wants is peen and his lover just got murdered so we'll see how that goes um like i said i'm gonna end it when it gets too long we're already going on fucking 20 minutes i'm not gonna be that person but i I need to get this out and I need to just hit send or it's never going to go. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So I do owe you a slight apology for a disservice. I and my uh, eagerness to try to um, dis... Uh, because the problem is, is I think that people understand what I'm saying when I'm saying and sometimes they don't. <laughs> so I made this reference and equated uh, that Damon is like, or the closest I could get to a, a Game of Thrones character was Jamie Lannister. Uh, and in <laughs> Mary's reaction is like, don't fucking say that. And I didn't know what your feelings on Jamie Lannister were. So I misspoke in saying I shouldn't have said anything. Because if you don't know my feelings on Jamie Lannister, and I'm not going to go into it, we could talk offline. But that pretty much, I was getting it at a different point, And that's all that needs to be said. And I shouldn't have said anything because that got into the idea that I was trying to, it just went down the wrong path. Right. So. That being said, uh, I've been Queen Alicent this whole entire time. Uh, I don't know if I uh, that's been picked up. <laughs> Apparently not. But I have not been any. Well, one, I haven't really been in a team. I don't really pick team. I'm trying to be neutral as much as possible. But based on what I'm seeing in five episodes, my my heart goes more with Allison more than any, anyone else because one her father did make a good point like i think she thought she was part of their family and then she realized very quickly she was not and now that her children bad parent or not she is a bad parent um but i think there's a there's an impotence for that she now has to think not only about the realm but now about her children she's far more emotionally intelligent than Viserys or princess i've been saying riri ray ray <laughs> and damon far combined uh, i think damon has the potential to be far more than he could have been he chose a different route um so that's my thought on that with sir Kristen cole he might have been a virgin i'm not clear uh it felt like they were in their you know how you're having sex for the first time they both were having like she was definitely a virgin so even if he wasn't he's been hard-eyeing her for a while he's put her on a pedestal you basically gave me everything that i had of course he kind of has a halo around her and that is part of the reason as you stated he mentally broke um 
monks also are sworn to be celibate and yet they be fucking each other i mean the things that went on in the middle ages in the church not to mention they would have sex with women so i think that there is the the way and then there's the way people behave (laughs) speaking of got it clarified that the religion i think they mentioned it very briefly in the season but i can't remember the septon they're very much like the catholic church at this point where yes incest is horrible a sin a bane against humanity but if it's for political power well i can turn a blind eye so the the similarities are very telling uh he was a sweet person he was someone and it's kind of the same thing i mentioned about the other guy except he was just dumb is that well with lanair laner now you got me fucked up on the name lanor lanor is how you pronounce it he would be the king consort so when you have a king or when you when you're queen and you marry usually the king takes over but if there's an understanding prior uh, i think they did this in current times with the queen that her husband isn't king he's king consort so they kind of mix the historical accuracy here because if it was a long time ago he would indeed be king it's why queen elizabeth did not marry because she did not want anyone to usurp her throne because the minute she took a husband then power would divert directly to him uh you write about the schematics he certainly did not think about those but he was caught up in the emotion of it all and unfortunately it did not work out for him the way he he really wanted to it was sloppy because he's her sworn protector in a sense so of course he's going to get closer to her than anyone else and that's all that's going to create an intimacy then this person gave you their favor you know everything's been leading up for him to fall in love with princess riri ray ray but the love is not a mutual thing she's just more like you're cute i like you and i like fucking you and i want to continue doing that and maybe down the line she probably would develop more even if she does feel it right now she in that moment is realistic like yeah no even if i did my dad would drag me back and your ass would be murdered (laughs) there's no there's no light at the end of this tunnel and then she even said that comment like well i'm not even for that life even if i tried like this is not worth it enough for me and that's i think also what broke him too because he got his heart broken so not only did i dishonor myself but i did it for love and the love is not mutually as strong but that is a choice that was you know made between the two you can't assume the person you're having sex with loves you i mean (laughs) have plenty of booty call where it's like oh we going to get some breakfast i'm like who said we was getting breakfast why are you still here <laughs> if you was having those uh, expectations that shit should have been spoken of up front because nothing was promised but i also feel really bad for him because it is unfortunate it's just an unfortunate bit of circumstance that he finds himself in i will give him a little bit of smack on the wrist when he said she initiated it because that's anytime you are blaming someone else that's 
not taking responsibility but he does feel the guilt i think that's his out to blame her well you started it i would have never made the first move but once you did i couldn't resist that's probably that is true probably most likely yeah i'm gonna say that's true but you could have stopped it you're not you know it's not like she threw you down and she's like i'm for and we've seen unfortunately scenes like that where it did feel like two people that were mutually crushing on each other finally consummated what they've been feeling all along it's just too bad he doesn't know that what led up to that is incest and whoa 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 whoa. i say he was getting attractive right i didn't say i was dropping my draws for him did i say that i might have but in this episode (laughs) the panties went back in they were pulled back up it's like that that one night stand you're like oh the shame the shame the shame (laughs) um you said lead poisoning i'm so done I don't know one way or another. I just um that I just went with what it was said that it was incest. So that probably makes more sense for madness. But I also think I don't know because King George the first or second, he went he had bouts of madness. And I don't think anyone ever figured out why that is. But if I had to bet, it could be a combination of both, but it definitely seems as if that chair is not something that you want to sit on Cersei stayed with that bottle that's how she got through her marriage that's how she got through her children and she stayed on that bottle (laughs) that is exactly what homegirl needs to learn you got to be sauce to deal with this shit and the last point I wanted to make is that many European women were taught especially if you're of the nobility to you what you didn't raise your child I mean, she's probably just carrying on in the same way that she's used to being carried on. Her mother probably saw her occasionally, but most of the time wet nurses because you weren't allowed to breastfeed your children. That was considered beneath you. Queen Victoria herself uh, yelled at her own children. Like, how dare you? Ew, you foul thing. I can't believe you would breastfeed your child. You love them? You're raising them? They're in the same house as you? Oh, the, the humanity but uh yeah i think that that is the norm that they don't raise their children they're more pawns and assets and political things that doesn't mean that they don't actually love them that's the weird part there's just no concept of that parent father parent relationship despite it being shown with viserys uh with his daughter it is rather you know the not the norm and who's to say that at least i don't have the context to say whether or not renaris herself was was given into that same type of raising which uh might explain some things because uh she need a whooping she do need a whooping and that's all i got for this week as far as everything within the episode goes i will be doing a little spoiler section so if you want to stay around for that uh give me about 2.2 seconds if you're not staying around for that hope you had fun see you next week don't forget to like share and subscribe if you want to send feedback blackrecouch at gmail.com and away we go spoilers 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 first off i'm really glad to see 
her show up in that green i screamed i really did i was so happy to see her show up to start the greens it would have been better if renera was wearing black but I, I, i'm with it but the fact that damon was is enough yeah red in there but it's enough to start it off but she's i like that she's owning who she is now i also like the way they play they they changed and played it up where it wasn't the lords because it made it much more of a personal vendetta against between the two women right like they're not only did you do this i lost the last person that was even in my corner even though he's a shitty individual the biggest thing i wanted to talk about in the spoiler section was the demise of ray royce there are a few fans online that are going like why would they why would they make demon kill his wife they didn't do that in the books you didn't read the books did you and this is what i, I was kind of going off about and it wasn't had anything to, it's these people right here who ain't read shit who was walking around talking about uh that's not how it was in the book well if you really want it to be 100% in the book Damon did actually sexually abuse and manipulate his niece when she was 14 and did fuck her and did a whole lot of other shit I mean he's probably killed Lenar like that's that's factual um <laughs> there's no like stop it there's nothing to say that he didn't kill Rhea. All it says, it's one paragraph in the book, and all it says is that she died in a horse accident. There's nothing to say that he wasn't there. There's nothing to say that he couldn't have done it. But considering all that's happened, it's not out of the realm. So no, they didn't shit on your lovely character of Damon by having him kill his wife, and that was something that they threw on him to make him evil. No, he is not a good person. And this is what... I can't say in the regular feedback section <laughs> because I'm trying to keep on pace with the actual show and the show hasn't went full evil until this particular episode with him I, I could see where he was coming from I could see what he was trying to to accomplish what where the where his heart was lying but then it got brittle and then it turned black so um that, that this whole season has about been this first half it feels like has been about them emerging as the people they soon will mold into more so than hey this is who they are and then now you know what the stakes are i hope that made a little bit more sense but the whole ray royce thing to to assume that 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 could not have happened because it didn't explicitly say in the book it didn't explicitly say how lanor died and everybody and their mama know that damon killed that motherfucker okay mushroom no the other one knows i keep forgetting his name but they, everybody knows okay so shut up <laughs> and if you know anything about damon you know that he don't fucking love no renera so if you are trying to actually follow the books i'm telling you as someone who actually read the books that your preconceived notions are incorrect because there's a lot going on about that uh and if you really want them to be book completely accurate and say he didn't kill his wife then you have to also acknowledge that he did all those terrible other things in the book that he totally 100 percent did do but the book itself is continues to be only a guide it's not it's part of the story it's not the whole story and you are supposed to make up your own mind just the way same way that they hold handle the old town situation um with the 
him showing up. Um, I think that's all I wanted to address because I was so angry hearing those comments. So I'm like, are you are you fucking kidding me? Don't make excuses. Don't start white feminism that shit. And I also had an issue with that with the director. Someone else was like, well, maybe if we had fem- females in here, I'm like, did you know last episode was directed by a female before you jumped on your bandwagon? No, you did not. She also directed this episode. Um, but. i'm just i'm not and it's always from the same group of people it's always the same group of fucking people that are doing the same things and they want and it's like i said i don't really care if people romanticize it but if you're giving me the plain text and you're gonna quote the book back at me then i'm gonna fucking shit all over it then (laughs) that's why i'm doing it in this section because it's not a fucking romance not even a little bit so that's all I got to say about that. I just need to get those feelings out and I couldn't get them out in the regular section. So once again, if you want to send feedback, like at gmail.com. Uh, until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.